Welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. Another episode for you. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. We're uh, really excited for this episode. It's one that I've been looking forward to. It's Lacey Kirk uh, in our high school, Lacey Ringwood. The second you said, you told me, hey, Lacey reached out. She's, she's been talking to me about the podcast and she wants to be on. I was like nervous right away because I, it's one of those people that we grew up with and for the most part I have good relationships with the people that we grew up with in our neighborhood I feel like I didn't act a fool that much around them enough that I can I don't know I I feel okay and comfortable talking to those people but Lacey I feel like I I really felt nervous because I was like I was not as inclusive and not as good I wasn't a good friend to her as good of a friend as I should have been and that's why I was feeling nervous I was like I need to but then I was also feeling like I I need to apologize I need to talk to her so yeah I that's interesting it'll be interesting to see how that goes if you're gonna bring that up I have had some conversations with her over time but really she listens to the podcast and she reached out in the beginning I was like hey I love these and I don't know how much she wanted to be on yeah but in letting me know how much she liked the episodes, I was just kind of pressing her, and she accepted our invitation. So I'm glad to see that she's taking the time to and the risk to just come on and, and share with us who she is. Yeah, and she's been supporting the podcast quite a bit. So I feel like every time there's an episode, she's liking it, she's sharing it, she's putting it on her Instagram stories. So she's been a good supporter. So. Yeah. Steve also... You were talking to me about some ideas for the podcast, like some other things that you wanted to do. So why don't you uh, share with us or let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, I guess a little bit of podcast news. We, over the weekend, uh, we broke a thousand downloads. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Bells and whistles everywhere. Yeah, yeah over a thousand. And it's just, I guess when we started this, I had no idea what to expect. And... Uh, when we were getting close, I was like checking it all I the know, time. Right? Like, what are we going to break a thousand? <laughs> and then I think I sent you a screenshot when it said 1,006. Yeah. Like, yes, we did it. <laughs> and uh, now we're like up over 1140. Yeah. And almost 1150. And, um, and so it's been awesome. We've released 12 episodes. I had the thought, I was talking with Natalie, I kind of thought it would be really fun to do almost kind of like a, a voice memo montage episode where... There's a lot of people out there that are listening to this, and we it's fun to see the interactions on Facebook or on Instagram, and I'm glad you figured out how to do like fancy like video pictures. I know. My last Instagram post was like legit. Big <laughs> hit, you know? It's like someone liked your video, and I was like, oh, what video did Gonzo post? Um, but I just thought, and I want to throw this out there to the listeners, if you have a part of any episode that really stood out to you, it would be really great to hear your feedback. And I thought if we had some kind of episode where it was just voice memos of someone saying, hey, when, when Rafi said this, I really appreciated this part, or here's an insight, or here's a thought that I had. And I thought it would be really great if there's people out there that don't necessarily want to have a whole episode or want to be in the show, or maybe past guests that have been on, like people that I've actually interviewed. If you wanted to just send in a voice memo, if it's 30 seconds or five minutes, whatever, just sharing your thoughts, it'd be really fun to have kind of some bonus episodes where we just share other people's insights. It's almost like, 
every time I post a new episode, there's a few listeners that will send me like a, a message and then we'll chat about the episode a little bit when they're saying like, oh, I really liked when Dusty was saying this or I liked or I have a question. Why didn't you ask Missy what her book was about? You know, and then uh, so I figured that would be a chance for people to ask those questions to if like they had a, a question to the to one of the people that uh, we've done an interview or if they just had a, a comment. It's just like it really like I, I can't believe that so and so was this and that's great. You know, so if it was a little comment, if you have a little question, if you have a, a small story that you want to share too, we can throw those all in and have like kind of voice memo montage episode. I, I like that idea when Steve was like, bring that up. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. But we can't do it if people don't send us voice memos. Yeah, so that's the that's the invitation. Every one of you, if you look down at your phone, there is a voice memo app that you have where you can just record your voice. Just do that, record your thought, go straight to your email and attach that file to the email and send it to Jordan High 2004 podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if we get enough people doing that, I think it'd be a really fun way to just kind of give people more updates and just share more thoughts. Yeah. And if you have like, and we'll always want those uh, funny stories too. If you send us a funny story, we'll drop it in and we can even, I don't know, we, we want to do a big voice memo episode. So I think that's a great idea. I think let's do it. Yeah. So send those in. So we've had also three Apple reviews. Have you looked at them no. at all, Steve? So Romina, my sister, <laughs> <laughs> reviewed, the, reviewed it on it and I can... I can net. I can bet a million dollars that Zach Hewitt is the other reviewer because his of that username, and then Brady Levitt was. I just, I know it's like B Dizzle one two three four five. Like, <laughs> that's Brady. <laughs> that's awesome. So if you want to leave us a review with a fun comment, comment on that, we can we'll read those reviews on the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. All right, but here's our conversation with Lacey. So today we have the chance to talk with Lacey Kirk, and this is something that we're really looking forward to. Um, I've been able to chat with her back and forth, and she had early on just reached out and told us that she just really enjoyed the podcast, and she'd been listening. And we go way back. Like, we've known each other since we were like 12, like, when we were just... I don't since I remember when you guys moved in. So. Yeah, like when I moved to Utah, you're like one of the very first people I, I met and the first people I knew. And so we go way, way, way back. And something that, so when Steve said that you reached out to him, I want to, honestly, I was nervous. I like, I got nervous because we are, we are someone that goes way back to, to our neighborhood growing up. And I want to, I want to say, maybe I want to start with beef. If that if that's okay, <laughs> I I feel like I need to apologize to you because when we were kids, I don't think I was as nice or as inclusive as I should have been or could have been to you, and I'm really sorry. I feel like I I could have been a, a better friend, a better neighbor uh, to you, and I wasn't. So I'm I'm sorry, Lacey. You're totally fine. It's not like my mom let me out to do much anyway. So <laughs> I was usually stuck at home doing a whole lot of nothing. Well, no, but you guys did. I don't know if you remember. I think it was the summer between eighth and ninth grade. 
and everybody was just hanging out in the neighborhood like all the time yeah and i got to hang out like maybe two or three times and it was like my best summer ever so thanks for letting me hang out with you guys i know i was like a pain in the butt <laughs> but we should have done it more we should have come out and knocked on your door and get you get your mom to let you out and uh and she just i think i had something to do with that there was this time and here's my apology beef i've been looking uh -oh. forward to this where you know what penny tapping is do you remember this like you put a little penny on a piece of tape and you get a string and you can make it like tap and so when people are looking out the window like what's going on but they hear this tapping and i did that and i remember your mom i it, i think i may i probably scared the heck out of her and she was like i don't know who this is but i'm gonna call the cops and like I just think like, oh my gosh, I was just this stupid like 13 year old, like I'm going to do this, whatever. And as an adult now, I'm like, man, I really hope no one did that like to like my wife. If I was like out of town or if I was gone, like I wouldn't want someone to just do that. So I can see why she might be like, there's these hooligans in this town and you got to be safe, Lacey. I don't know. But uh, sorry about that. Yeah, we were definitely I don't even remember that. No, we had... So she was kind of super paranoid. We had somebody on our roof around that time, like shot a gun through our through our roof. So oh my gosh, that was not yeah. us. Didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we had some problems with the other troubled boys in the neighborhood. You guys were just kind of silly. They were really trouble. So you guys were fine. I don't really. I was like nervous. I'm like, oh, I feel like they're gonna gang up me for something because I was so annoying when I was younger. <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't remember that. Now that that's off our chest, I think I'm gonna sleep really good tonight. You know, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I do have one beef with you, Steve. One. Oh. oh. And what is it? It's like I forgave you a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure this was the last time I ever spoke to you. So it was after Aaron Perry passed away, and you like confronted me because I was sad and you're like did you even know him were you even friends and I was like not really but he smiled at me and waved at me in the hall and like at that point in time I didn't have a lot of friends in school so it was like a big deal to me so I was like well no I wasn't friends with him but I'm still sad that he's gone <laughs> but yeah everybody handles grief different so I have forgiven you but well, I think that's the last time I ever talked to you and I was like this guy how that's crazy that that's the last conversation we ever really had. I think that's it. Like, I don't think I've, well, to be fair, after we uh, lost our house, I tried to avoid everybody that lived in the old neighborhood, like hardcore. So it makes sense. But yeah. I did vote for, for student presidency. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I appreciate your vote. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that I said that to you. I, you know, didn't know. And thanks for forgiving me all those years ago. But uh, I'll... I'll be better. You'll be better next I'll, time. I'll be better next time. Next time someone dies, I'll let you grieve any way you want. <laughs> right? And, and it's Fine. that was probably one of the first things that for a kid, you know, unless you had like a grandparent that died, but it was probably yeah. the first time that you had a contemporary, someone your age die. And even if you weren't close to them, it hit. And, you know, that's one of those things like those are vivid times to me. I, I think that day especially mm -hmm. um, is very vivid. And I remember a, a lot of things that happened that day because it was the first time that someone my age died. And not only me liking Aaron and him being really nice to everybody, like what? waving and, and just yeah, waving and smiling from a, a muscly, like, 
cool guy, you know, because he would, right? he would wave and smile and he was super nice to everybody. It's like the most popular, muscly, handsome guy waving at everybody and smiling at everybody. So it's just like it affected everyone. It's like someone my age just died. And it's just like having these weird feelings throughout. Like even if you weren't close to him, everyone was affected by it. You yeah. know? Absolutely. And you guys have talked about that on a couple other podcasts. So I didn't really want to bring it up. But I was like, that's the only thing I can think of that even upset me a little bit. So. Well, I'm glad you did. And I'm glad that we were able to hash that out and. And, to hash uh, it out, yeah. Yeah, so sorry I switched that up, but I felt like I'm not going to feel comfortable talking unless I say, like, sorry first for, like, being rude, for not being as, as inclusive. So, it's, But now I feel better. Rude? Like, I wasn't really around much other than if I went to church. I think that was really the only times we ever really interacted. I was really trying to think of a time when I even had a conversation with either of you, and I, I well, came up empty. It's when we went to maybe watch a movie at your house. And we saw oh. all the porcelain dolls. All the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> the, your, is it your mom's collection? Um, she made them all. Okay, so yeah, you know, I'm. I mean, they were creepy. Especially <laughs> <laughs> that five foot one that like moved when the air moved. Oh yes. yeah. And then there was one that looked exactly like you. And, I have a few. And it was. <laughs> So it's actually like super cool. It's kind of cool that now <laughs> like, as an adult, but as a kid, I was like, I think maybe I <laughs> yeah, should have been cooler about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what she did for, for money. She would like sell them or she'd teach people how to make them. And she made them to like look like me for special occasions, like some of my dance recitals and my baptism. There's one from like that's wearing my blessing dress. And they're all in my curio cabinet now, so I get to have the creepy dolls. It's exciting. <laughs> do you, would you like? Would you share pictures? Could we see them? I think that, sure. That would be really cool. I'd I'd like to see them. I don't know. You'd like to see the creepy dolls? Sure. Yeah. I'll them. <laughs> now they're just vintage porcelain dolls. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, we're old enough to have them called vintage. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's let's go back to um, who you were as a kid. So tell us about who you were as a teenager, as a high schooler. I've been dreading this, if I'm being honest. I don't really remember. I kind of talked to my best friend about this because I was like, dude, I don't know. You know me better. What do you think? She was just, all she said was like, I was nice and I was really inclusive and I was friends with everybody, which makes sense because I tried to be friends with like everybody and anybody. I didn't really have like a group that I fit into a whole lot. I had like my three ride or die people. But I don't know. I, I tried to reach out, especially to people I felt like needed to know that there was another human out there that cared about them or cared at all if they lived or died or whatever. Yeah. I, and I, I did that a little too much. We had a lot going on at home, but I just kind of couldn't handle it. And I was like, there's other people out there going through worse than I am. So I'm just going to ignore my stuff and, and focus on other people. I used to drive my mom nuts. She would tell me to, that I couldn't save everybody. <laughs> And that I should worry about myself, and I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> hmm. So I just focused on everybody else, and it wasn't very smart, but it was there. What did you like to do? What were things that you were into back then? Oh gosh, all I did was dance, guys. Um, I know you, you were like way into dance, though. You were. That's that's because that's all I was allowed to get out of the house and do. <laughs> if I'm being honest. 
Yeah, I danced with Ballet West, like, once. That was pretty interesting. But other than that, like, I'd hang out with people. Everybody was, like, always always welcome to come over to my house. And if they wanted to brave the dolls, (laughs) (laughs) watch movies or whatever. Somebody went through the wall at the bottom of my stairs once. That was a good time. How did that happen? Uh, He tripped down the stairs and he just (laughs) fell in. He was kind of a bigger guy and he just kind of fell through the wall. It was awesome. He didn't think it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that you weren't allowed to get out much? Okay, some of my stories are kind of messed up and like dark, but they're over and done with. So when I was like really, when I was first born, we had a crazy lady living across the street from us. And I guess she had like four sons and she was like losing her mind and decided that she needed a girl and was mad that my mom had a girl. So she tried to kidnap me from the hospital. Whoa, and dang. like anytime I was out front, like I couldn't even walk around the corner to Joanna's house by myself. She would walk me to the corner. It was a little crazy. And then That kind of passed, and my mom kind of relaxed a little around 8th and ninth grade, which is why I was able to hang out. (laughs) And then uh, 10th grade, a new kid moved into the neighborhood. And because I was nice to people, I kind of got involved in, like, not great people and not great situations. And I kind of just had no self-respect and couldn't speak up for myself. So I just kind of, like, whatevered it through. And I was nice to this kid. And apparently he was involved in a gang in White City, you know. I'm sure it was super scary and like crazy, right? White city gang. Yeah. Right. But apparently because I wouldn't take my clothes off for him, he and his little gang planned to drag me down to the goalie, do horrible things. And yeah. So. Dang. We found that out because one of them was arrested (laughs) and my sister was the booker at the jail at the time. So he told her, because he was actually one of my friends, kind of. And I remember, like, standing out front of school in 10th grade, like, waiting for my mom to pick me up because the school had my birthday wrong, so I couldn't get my driver's license. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, there's a school administrator, like, pulling me aside. And then my mom comes walking up. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And they all break the news to me. And then I was like, great, this is fun. So she just stopped being crazy, and now she's going to be crazy again. <laughs> And I was basically under house arrest. My teachers all had to be made aware. And if I even had to go to the bathroom, like during class, somebody had to go with me. And the school like circled me. It was so crazy. I was like, these are probably just a bunch of teenage boys being stupid. And this is so dumb. But that's why I wasn't allowed to like go anywhere, do anything. Occasionally I could go in like groups with friends to like Jordan Commons and see a movie or something. But yeah, when you guys were, like, talking about cruising State, I got to do that one time, and it was, like, super exciting. <laughs> it's like everything you ever dreamed it would be, just driving up and down oh, the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bizarre that that kind of right? stuff was happening. Yeah, I never would have guessed that, and yeah, I, I guess that, one, having a neighbor across the street, if she was losing it or did attempt that stuff, it totally makes sense why your mom would not want you out right. there. She wanted to make sure she knew exactly where you were all the time. Yeah. And then, and then kind of her fears were confirmed with like, when she's loosening <laughs> up the reins, it's like this, the other stuff happens. It's like, well, it just proves her right that everybody out there is a villain. 
right? Well, and she, it was just me and her mostly. Like, my brother was 11 years older than me. My sister's 15 years older than me. And my dad was working in Vegas. So, like, every year of my life, it was, after you finish this year of school, we're going to move down with your dad. After you finish this year of school, we're going to move down with your dad. And so, like, everything was just crazy and weird. And then because it was just me and her, she was just extra psycho about everything. And, oh, my gosh. She was, she was a lot. I love her, and I understand her motives, but at the time, it was quite a lot. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. So that... How would you describe yourself then? You you talked about how about this? You you said you were you were nice. You tried to be friends with people, especially. It almost sounds like you almost seeked out or sought out the people that didn't have a lot of friends, just to make sure they knew that there was somebody that cared, that they were yeah. around and alive. What I guess what started that? Like, what made you want to be that kind of person? I think it's because. Like, I, because I was, like, always stuck at home, I was really awkward, and I didn't have a lot of friends, and I didn't really get along with a lot of other kids, because I was always around adults, so, like, functioning with other children was really awkward, and I got made fun of a lot, because my hair was so white, and I was so little, and my teeth were messed up, and all the things, so I just never wanted anybody else to feel like that because of me, so I just, like... You know, the little loner people that would, like, sit over in front of the auditorium doors or in the corners of Jordan Commons. I just would say hi. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd just hang out. Sometimes it was good. Other times I should have given up on them sooner, made my life easier. But I, I just, I couldn't do that. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for being that person trying to, to be someone that reached out and made people feel important. Because I think, like we kind of talked about with the beef, it's like I think at that age there's a lot of kids that mostly just have stupid stories and maybe didn't reach out and try to be that person. Rather, almost like the opposite. Like it's I think middle school especially is time where kids really can be mean yeah, to each other. Really mean. And so, uh, kudos to you for being someone who wasn't like that. And then also, I think the other thing that I've learned through reaching out and talking to people is the importance of the little things, the little niceness that that we do sometimes. A small reaching out to someone can have a lasting effect and someone can hold that, hold on to that as a positive for a very, very long time and sure. cherish those little moments. So I think, and I think you were that for people too, so. I hope so, I really tried. I did get some not great notes shoved in my locker, whatever, but. I just tried. I really did. I'm sure I didn't rub everybody the right way, but it was high school. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I still do the same thing now. Like I reach, especially mamas, like other mamas that are struggling because moms go through so many things like postpartum depression, being alone with their kids. Like me today, I almost killed all of them, but they're all alive and in bed. So that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I still like, I like to let other mamas know they're doing a good job make sure that there's somebody there if they need just somebody to be there or if they need help cleaning their kitchen or they just need some kind words. I just try to be that person. So tell us more about who you are now. Um, so yeah, you still love to reach out. What else? Well, I still gather the messed up teenagers, I guess. They just, <laughs> they're my daughter's friends now, not mine. Mm -hmm. um, I try to give them like a safe space in my house so they can just come over and hang out. <laughs> 
Where are you um, living? I'm in Cedar City. My husband owns a company here called Quick Towing and Recovery. So we're towing people. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. For anyone stuck on the side of the road at Cedar City, uh, you can call. What's the number? Freaking final. 435-383. I don't even remember. Just Google it. It's Quick Towing with a K. Google <laughs> Quick Towing. You know, they'll get you where you need to be. Yes, they will. He's really good at it. I help sometimes. I like, I'll strap down cars or take out an extra truck if he needs the other truck to help him hook something. So like, I'm basically a professional tow truck driver now. <laughs> nice, <laughs> cool. Totally kidding. Do not call me if you need to car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those fail videos I see where like the top it's going up and then bam it falls and rolls down into a, a ravine. That but would Cedar, probably be Cedar City's nice. It has like some nice parks. It's it's close to the mountains. It's nice. I love it here. Yeah, from my front yard, you can see the the pretty mountainscape. It's awesome. I like to sit on my porch and stare at it for a while. We go up there every once in a while. There's a cute little ranch up there called Woods Ranch, and the kids can just like run around. They've got like a little fishing pond for kids. I'm not a fisher, so my kids don't do that. But if somebody that does fish wants to take them, more power to you. Um, yeah, I like it down here. It's really, really pretty. And it's pretty quiet. A lot of people from California are moving in now since COVID's up, but it's fine. That's the story of every town in Utah and Idaho. Right? So you say, so you're in Cedar City, um, mm -hmm. and you now have teenagers and you want to make sure you have a safe space for their friends. And what else about you? Like, who are you? I don't think you understand how hard it is for me to figure that out. Um, I've just, I've been a mom my entire adult life. So that's all I am. I'm, I'm mom <laughs> to anybody and everybody that needs one. That's just who I am. And I think that that's a trait. I mean, you can look back to the things you're saying about high school that you, you care about people and you reach out to people, especially people you think that maybe there aren't a lot of others that might reach out. And yeah. I think that there's like a, like a nurturing motherhood tendency in there that you just want to take care of people. And it's cool to see that that's something that you did before. And that's something that you've even, you know, as a, as a mom, like a real mom, like with kids and doing that, that you've been able to even create more in, of an encompassing place to do that for other people, which is really yeah. cool. I, I do my best. I don't ever want anybody to feel like there's not someone there because I've learned that there always is. We've gotten really lucky in our lives um, with all the things me and my mom went through. Like when we lost the house, we were basically homeless, but my grandpa ended up having a rental that it was destroyed, but it had just been vacated. So we ended up having somewhere to live, thankfully. And there was even back further than that. We... <laughs> My dad drained our accounts. It was either him or his girlfriend. I don't remember who, but they drained all of our accounts and left us with nothing. And we were just eating food that my mom would go get from like Smith's that they couldn't sell or whatever, like canned goods that were destroyed, whatever was like basically thrown away, but still edible until the Bishop found out. And then we started working at the storehouse and, you know, we were able to get like fresh food and stuff. So we always had somebody looking out for us, like even through the hard stuff, there's always just somebody there. And I just want everybody to know that I can be that person 
you keep bringing up little things where it's just like, man, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. Like we lived in that neighborhood, but like, like you said, you, you weren't out a lot and we didn't interact nearly as much as we could have and should have. But like, I didn't know those things. I just knew like you were gone. (laughs) We Uh, were just gone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know any of those details. Yeah. No, my dad, uh, told my mom that he was going to take care of the house and she signed it over to him so that he could find a buyer. And so we can move down there. And then we just ended up getting like a three day eviction notice and we had three days to find somewhere to live. Oh, wow. It was, it was a little crazy, but luckily we had somewhere to go. I mean, it made it harder to go to school after that. Like I had to decide whether I wanted to stay at Jordan or move to Murray high and I just, you know, you're a teenager. You don't want to start over. Yeah. So I just stayed with Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying one of the things that you've learned is that there's always someone willing to help. Or there's there's there are people that the help is available. Yeah. And you're saying that also as an adult, you want to be that person. You want people to know that, hey, I'm here for you if you need me. Absolutely. Either if you need me to be a mom or if you need me just to say... Like to help you out at home if you're having a hard time being a mom, you know, to, to the other moms around. It's like, hey, I'm here to tell you you're doing a good job, to support you, to to be that that little helping hand. And, yeah. But so, what do you think? What else have you have you learned in the last in the last twenty years? I mean, you, it seems like you have a lot of experience in that, in either being the one receiving the help or also being the helping hand. So, but, so what are what other lessons do you think you've learned? So, I mean, we've all kind of learned a lot of the same lessons. But for me personally, I had to learn that it is important to still take care of yourself, even if you are taking care of other people. <laughs> I almost, like, killed myself trying to be the perfect mom and the perfect wife and handle everything. Because my husband is a tow truck driver. At the time, we didn't own a company, so he was just at the beck and call of, the other company. So he's working like 24 seven, a lot of the time we didn't see him for like a week here and there. And it was just me and our little kids and the one, our one son, he, he's basically been mine since forever. I've known him since before he was one, but he's technically not mine biologically. So he's back and forth. And at that point in time, he was back and forth every four months. So like having a toddler go through that, that's hard. So we had to deal with that and yeah anyway i'm getting off topic but so it is important to take care of yourself and it's impossible to be perfect and it's just you shouldn't you shouldn't try you should just be you and do your best and that's kind of what i had to learn i kind of also had to learn that you cannot find happiness from outside sources that that was a rough one for me to learn that yeah happiness has to come from you i think those were my personal lessons i could go on about like other things that everybody else has had to learn but we all learned that stuff if you could if you could go back in time what advice would you give 16 17 18 year old lacy i don't i don't think i would <laughs> i honestly think that i had to be there and feel those feelings and not have a pep talk to get to where I am so I don't think I would go back and say anything to myself I think that's valid yeah 
Yeah, I think so too. It was a long road to get here and every single bit had to be felt and learned the hard way. <laughs> Is there something that you've gotten passionate about? Something that you're really into lately? Well, so I'm a cosmetologist also, and my body can't really do the on your feet, do hair all day thing. So I'm really passionate about trying to teach people how to take care of themselves. And I really just want to try to help people, especially women, figure out that they are perfect and amazing the way they are. And that, you know, to kind of embrace and celebrate our differences instead of try to look like the Kardashians. If we all looked the same, the world would suck. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I'm passionate about. Um, I'm really passionate about music. So I've been getting my violin out again. We've been trying to learn the piano at my house. And so that's something I really like. You're doing that with your kids? Yeah. How fun is it to be doing it with them and, and watching them start um, to get into those things? Fun might be a strong word right now. <laughs> We're kind of more in like the frustrating phase of because <laughs> they just want to start like playing songs, you know, they don't want to like learn the technique and all the things. So it's kind of a lot of why do I have to do this? Well, like, you don't have to. If you don't want to learn it. You can go do something else. You said you wanted to learn. I will teach you. <laughs> but I feel like kids just learn better from other people anyway. So. I don't know. I may just have to find somebody else to teach them. I know. It's hard to be that teacher. And uh, as a parent, I feel like, I don't know, my, I feel I get a lot of grief for not having taught the girls Spanish. Uh -huh. it, it's just one of those things like, you don't know unless you're in it. It's like, it's harder <laughs> than you think. 100%, and, right? So it's just, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a battle I wanted to have. I get a lot of grief of for not doing that. You didn't like make Bonnie learn Spanish so she could teach the kids Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I swear, kids just learn better from other people, or they just don't. Like you can tell your own kids something like a hundred times. Like here's a stupid example: my 17-year-old. Oh, she's not 17 yet. She'll be 17 at the end of the month, but the end of June. I told her like a hundred times. She started getting into like the old alternative music, and I was like, I bet you'd really like Newfound Glory. I have the CDs in my car if you want to listen to them. I told her this like a hundred times. I even tried to like let her listen to it while we were driving and she never would like get into it. She would never listen. She'd always be doing something else. She'd be talking about something. I was like, fine, whatever. I give up. She goes with her dad like a year ago when they went out to dinner or something. She comes back. She's like, you know, Newfound Glory is a really fun band. Have you heard of them? I'm like, are you freaking <laughs> What? There's this band that I've just heard of for the very first time, mom. <laughs> but I think you might like it. It's from when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's infuriating. He kills me, man. I I love seeing the stuff that you post on social media, first of all. And you did like a total bathroom remodel. Oh my gosh. It wasn't this one wasn't total, but the other one was. We have my husband wanted to like replace the floors in the house and he was just getting like the snap in whatever's and he has this really bad habit of like starting a project like all gung-ho and then stopping when there's like literally just the little details to finish, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he had laid all the floor in this bathroom and all we had to do was like seal it and do the baseboards. And my daughter flooded the toilet 
So all of the floor in the toilet had to come back out. And he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not putting it back in until we can like finish it all the way. So I was like, okay, well then what do you want to do? He's like, well, while it's all torn apart again, I'm like, fine, I'll paint it. I'll do all the other stuff. You can just come in and use the nail gun because I'm too clumsy for that. Like I will lose a finger. I'm sure. So (laughs) you can nail the baseboards and you can put the toilet back in. You can do the floor, whatever. So that's what we just did. (laughs) Hopefully at some point in time, he'll actually get back to it and finish the rest of it. But we'll, we'll find out later. It was really fun just to see you like posting your progress and be like, I'm learning how to do this. I'm going to just figure it out. I'm going to learn how to texture this wall. I'm going to learn how to do all this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did do that one. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. I don't love it. I'm going to sand it all down. I've already got like (laughs) Well, I think it was really awesome that you, I mean, just figuring it out, like just putting yourself out there, figuring it out and like my my brother was a general contractor is, is a general contractor. So I was like, I've watched him do this my entire life. I was like, I can do this. (laughs) So I'd call him up and I'd be like, wait, how do I do this? (laughs) (laughs) So thankfully we have video calling and he walked me through it and that one's still not done either. We've got, it still doesn't have baseboards or, and this, he sealed it all weird. So it needs to be all redone. But I try to not be that wife to like on him all the time because I understand like we run a towing company. That's like a 24 hour thing. And my daughter is more of a wife than I am. Like we started taking out walls in the living room area between the kitchen. And she asks him almost once a week, when are you going to finish the wall? (laughs) Nice that she gets to just do that for you. (laughs) She's something else, man. I don't know how we got that one, but she's crazy. (laughs) That's funny kids these days <laughs> she's just yeah kids these days they're hilarious i don't i don't know if i'm gonna survive them but they're pretty awesome <laughs> yeah lacy is there anything else that you want to promote or any i know you have your you guys's towing business anything else that you'd like to plug or promote the only thing I like to annoy people about is traveling safely and paying attention to your mile markers when you're driving because you'll break down and have no idea where you are and nobody's gonna be able to find you. <laughs> Google is always wrong. Okay, right. maybe not always. But like 80% of the time we get people that like drop a pin and they try to tell us where they're at and they're nowhere near there. Hmm. So make sure you know what freeway you're on and your mile markers. And if you see a tow truck on the side of the road, just move over. That's, and if you're on a motorcycle, wear a dang helmet. And if you're in a car, watch out for motorcycles. Okay, so you did post something about someone almost killing you guys, right? On, while you guys were on the road? Oh, um, no. That So it was our driver, actually. He was up um, delivering cars in Salt Lake somewhere. And on his way back down, uh, luckily this all happened before he got that far, but there was... There was a shooting on the freeway and they don't they didn't say what started it but uh, the story that the news has now leaked is that eventually the police showed up and the guy had gotten like a shooting match with the police and only one bystander was shot and the guy took off in the police car it was really crazy but um now as far as like near-death experiences go we're we're pretty good we almost i was on the side of the road with my husband once with the tow truck and people are just going so fast. Like it moves the whole truck. Yeah. And there were a lot that didn't slow down or move over. It was scary. I was like, no wonder so many tow truck drivers are killed on the side of a freeway every year. And I'd really like my husband to come home. So if you could all just like move over 
that'd be great. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, that's good, solid advice. Huh? Yeah, watch your road rage, everybody. Watch your road rage. And yes. <laughs> be courteous to a tow truck, tow truck driver. You know, they're saving people a lot of times stuck yes. on the side of the road. Yep. So let's give them a little extra there space. You, go. you never know how much you love a tow truck driver till you need one. <laughs> right? Yes, right? Exactly. Now, he tried to... <laughs> keep giving him crap because he was in an accident on his motorcycle back in october and like inches from death like when i say that we get lucky somebody's looking out for us because all these things happen but we end up just fine he was actually pinned under the truck the tire was like rolling up under here wow. like if they oh rolled gosh. anymore it would crush his chest it was really scary. So I'm all about like watching out for motorcycles now too. <laughs> and if you're on a motorcycle, wear a dang helmet. <laughs> Cause he was not wearing a helmet and he ended up fracturing his skull. He had four broken ribs. Oh my gosh. Wear a helmet on your ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two. That's funny. Gosh. Yeah, just be safe. That's, that's all I care about. Just people being safe. <laughs> we can do that. I think people listening will. I'll buy a motorcycle yeah. and then get a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> just get the helmet. Just, just get a helmet. Just wear it. It's not that hard. But yeah, that's that's really it. I've had I have people now that like message me like I hear your voice in my head now telling me to watch for my mile markers. It's smart. really just something you should do. <laughs> yeah, very smart. Thanks, Lacey, and yeah. thanks for reaching out. Thanks for being on. I'm really happy we got to. Uh, catch up and I you know we're Facebook friends now or I see your Instagram so I feel like I'm happy I get to kind of you know internet stalk you a little bit and see what's been Make going on in your life um, so I'm happy I share stupid stuff a lot just just move past it <laughs> <laughs> well it's fun to be connected and and it's been great like I know that we've like had little conversations and randomly over the years like when i pulled up facebook messengers like we we've had conversations about different stuff over the years yeah. but it's it's great to actually just sit down and chat with you and get to have like a heart to heart conversation and just get to learn who you are now because i didn't know a lot of those things even though we lived right down the street from each other um right and it's just cool to see with some of those experience like who you've become and how those have driven you to be who you are and i think that any people that have like a drive and a purpose to, to reach out to young people or people in need, it like has a soft spot in my heart because like I've been on the receiving end of that. I haven't shared lots of stories of things like that, but the fact is like, those are the people that really bring a light to the life of people that especially need it. And we never know who really needs it. And so I appreciate that that's something that you're so passionate about. And, and touch so many other lives. You know, you're saying either being, a, always being a mom, even when you were a teenager, kind of mothering the, the stray kids that you were finding or now making a, your home a safe place for, for kids, uh, your, your daughter's friends or the kids around in the neighborhood. And, and you know, you don't know the effect that that's going to have on all the people all the people around you a lot of the times you just feel like oh it's just something i did this nice thing and it's not a big deal for me but for the people who receive it it's something that that can stick with you and that's Absolutely. the one thing that i've learned that it's all those things are important to do make a little extra effort to be nice to do a little uh, kindness uh, can be very it, it can be lasting 
that's what I'm hoping for. <clears throat> if I can just change somebody's life and let them know that, you know, it's worth living for another day and somebody cares, that's just all I care about. Yeah, and that, that comes through very clear. That that's, You're not just saying that. So thanks for being who you are. <laughs> well, thank you guys. This was really fun. I was really nervous. I was like, I don't know if I can talk to them. This is going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't cancel on yeah, us. Yeah, it's been didn't. It's been really good to hear from you for sure you guys too keep keep up the work with the podcast this is really fun like i don't listen to podcasts i really don't like listening to people talk but i have gotten so many things accomplished listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> put it in my ear and find something to do and keep myself busy and i'm like that was fun like i remember some of these people you guys have talked to and others like i just knew in passing or whatever but it's really fun to hear stories well as long as you're listening we'll keep doing them <laughs> there you go well Lacey you have a good night and thanks again and we'll we'll stay in touch for sure alright sounds good guys good night Lacey okay. thank you see ya bye bye Steve we just got done to talking to Lacey uh, what are your thoughts I think that it's remarkable some of the things that she went through that I had no idea like we literally, like we would go to church together and we lived down the street from each other. Um, I didn't know like someone shot through their roof or That's crazy. like this, this plan of like getting kidnapped and stuff. Just That was very crazy. Like, Dang. It, it just makes me reflect back and think back to times where I could have been nicer. I could have reached out more. I could have, you know, and I can't go back and change, but yeah. I can, I can change from now forward, like moving on. And just trying to just be in a position where I'm I'm checking on people and asking people, like, hey, how are you? And not just in the superficial, like, oh, I hope you just say you're okay so I don't have to do anything. But, oh, you know, no. genuinely caring how people are doing because it sounds like she went through a lot. But she just had, like, this natural strength in her to just kind of, one, not want other people to feel like that. And, two... To, it's almost like she just was able to use it as a strength to push forward and it's it's really shaped who she is now today as a, as a woman as a wife as a mom and I really admire that yeah me too we're on the same boat that I also feel like and I, I mentioned that to her that I should have been I should have reached out more and should have been more inclusive so I you know I, I regret that as well and it's something that I've also make the effort to try to, you know, listen a little bit more, try to be a little bit extra nice and, I don't know, do a little nice thing for your neighbors or something. Just try to have that, just a little bit extra effort. I think that goes a long way. So, and I, and it's something that I think in Lacey's life too, that she feels like the people that looked out for her in times where, when, when times got really hard, really touched their life. And those, and she tries to be that person for for other people. So I, I loved it. It was a great conversation. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm glad she would, when we started, she would reach out and let me know she liked the episodes. And so I'm glad that we actually were able to convince her to come on. And I also learned to watch those mile markers. Yeah, mile markers, watch your road rage, give tow trucks a, a little extra space. Yeah, for sure. So learned a lot. Hope everybody else got something out of it as well. Me too. If uh, you'd like to be on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Either a voice memo or 
And if you'd like to be on as one of the guests, send us an email at jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google. And you'll hear from us next time on the Jordan High 2004 podcast. Good night. Good night.